Hey there, and welcome to Day 142 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the YouTube channel and podcast with matching title. I'm Andrea, and I have been struggling trying to figure out at Day 142 already, just like which blog posts have I read, which stories have I told, and which ones haven't I? And so I'm going through my roster of the podcast, and then I'm comparing it to the roster on the blog post, and I noticed today, I'm like, uh 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 I have not read you one of my favorite little pieces that I found tonight. So I'm super excited to share this with you. It's just a delightful little one. And it's some of my, um, you know, some of my stories lately, they've been extra crunchy. You guys, you can tell I have seriously been through some stuff, right? So in that, just with Christmas, I just thought, gosh, this is a fun little kind of romantic piece to find. And I just super hope that you enjoy it. It's called Save Me, Our Last Dance. And so it begins. Come on, he says real flirty. What? I said all hard to get. I said, get your flip-flops on. I have something to show you. I followed him out the door to his truck without a clue of where he was taking me, although I didn't know our new town that well or which way was up from down, but I did know this young man had been crushing on me since studying together in college. Just friends, my future said. But 10 years, three children, and one divorce later, whoops, my future reared its what's next. (laughs) But 10 years, three children, one divorce, and one move later, my future reared its what's next head again, all curious, and okay, maybe because he was one of only two people that I knew when our four hearts arrived in a loaded moving truck. I can still feel the very freedom in the air entirely, not one word between us, which was rare for us, only because the windows to his truck were rolled way down and the noise was ripping wind around real loud, my love language. We were headed to my favorite neighboring one-horse town, where I drank hot chocolate with a whip since I was yay up off the ground, would come skiing with youth groups or a girls' weekend at the ranch, or stroll tourist shops hand-in-hand with hopeful boyfriends, summers, after winters, after seasons, after years. My eyes got a bit wider when we drove right through that one-horse town, rolling real slow as he took a couple intentional turns into a new subdivision. There were concrete foundations and lumber, walls and trusses stacked everywhere. He knew how I loved new construction like childhood, but um, what are we doing here? He opened the door to his truck, jumped out, and left the seatbelt signal just a dinging, ran back for his keys and disappeared up a sidewalk and around the corner. What? Like a faithful lab left in the truck while his owner is in the grocery store, My eyes were fixed steady on that corner where I had last seen him. And hoo-wee, he rounded the corner half cute and motioned a wave with his arm to come see it. You, you have just got to be kidding me. Will you help me pick out the colors, carpets, and surfaces? Temptation had me at hello, but my cold feet broke his heart and broke his building contract plumb right up the middle. I am so, so sorry. And he loved you, 
and loved your children, and your children loved him, but you didn't marry him? The pastor asked. Sorry, y'all, it is cold tonight. So I think, yeah, the little heater just went on. I'm hoping y'all can hear me. So anyway, this pastor is totally confused because he's like, look, what's going on? And he loved you and loved your children, and your children loved him. But you didn't marry him, the pastor asked. Here is the absolute irony of it. The very quote, why, that I know that God can really use. I didn't marry him because he wasn't a Christian. He went to church with us a few times and really seemed to enjoy it. But he was always honest and said that the only reason he would become a Christian would be to, quote, get the girl and that he would never do that to me. So then you felt it was most important to marry a Christian? I believed that the Bible says clearly that you need to marry equally yoked Christian to Christian. But now I can see that I passed on a man that was the most Christ-like in character, values, and integrity, and would have conquered and strived for my heart and every dream I could ever have, only to marry two that said they were Christians and treated me terribly because of their insecurities and faithfulness and brokenness. Man, I'll bet that came with some regrets, the pastor said with a half laugh. Mm, no, no, not really. As much as I would love to have missed this pain, I don't regret any of this. I know that what I'm learning is for the saving of many lives. I really, really believe that. He knows that I will use this. I will write about this. I believe I just did. My friend sat at the bottom of the carpeted steps and I sat straight across from him on the tile floor with my back against the wall. I felt all silly, but I battled out a confession of what, quote, I'd done and why I couldn't accept pursuit from him. I found the careful words to tell him that I had completely fallen for somebody that didn't even know that I liked him. (laughs) Just friends, our future said. How could I fall for somebody that I hadn't even yet met? I thought we left all of that silly back in grade school. Slowly, he snuck right into my life, tugged every heartstring just so and wrecked me, just all wrecked me with quote the bar of what I should look for in anybody, anybody but him. I would tell myself it is impossible. I would tell myself all of the reasons that it would never ever work, no way. I would love right over the top of that hope and persevere on like I never loved him at all. It just wouldn't work. I would pray that I just wouldn't love him just so ding dang very much. Please, Lord, take it, take it from me. You all set? My sweet brother asked me on the front steps of our cabin in that one horse town with the hum of two packed U-Hauls behind us, idling all obvious. 
Just one quick run through, I said as I raced through the door and every last room real fast. I noticed the sunlight on the bare wooden floors where furniture used to sit, new shadows and shapes that I had never even seen before. There was light, but it was empty and echoing, void and lifeless, because you couldn't deny the dark walls built around it. The shadows lay long and dark. I turned the key one last time in the front door and bounded the steps with literal leaps of joy, hope and joy, jumped in my rig with the children just awaiting for me, all thrilled. It was thrilling, delight. This is it. Not one tear, not even one. Neat house, wrong man. Let's get on with this thing. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord goes, their joy will be. Joy of the Lord in the mama, joy of the Lord in the children, joy of the Lord in the scruffy dang dog, joy. Joy and goodness will follow us the rest of our days. His love gushes right out and right all over the place. Uncontainable, you cannot, cannot stop it. Love. His forgiveness keeps going just all over and all over again, daily, on repeat, forgive and forgive. And one more time, just forgive them. Grace. His blessings are numerous and abundant, stacked high. More blessing and thanksgiving. More blessing and more blessing. Higher, stacked just higher. Blessings tumble down and overflow. Overflow, sweet one, with his love and his kindness. Overflow in abundance with the very words, yes, I forgive you. He forgives. Overflow with blessing others, the gift that blesses all beyond measure. The giver, the receiver, bless. Bless others big time. Tell them all about him. Tell them exactly what he has done for you. We are loosened from bondage and we are free. I love you. Mm -mm -mm. You guys, I hope you enjoyed that. So the link that I put at the bottom of this blog post was Garth Brooks, The Dance. That is seriously one of my favorite little songs like Go Ahead Y'Alls and just play it at my funeral. I love the thing. I love the lyrics. I love, oh my gosh, I love the sound of his voice. I love every last word of that song. It's so, 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 so good. So anyway, you guys, like, this is a beautiful story because the irony of the things that you may not see or know within it are amazing. Just like I say, I was in this little one horse town, which I absolutely love. Um, in Central Oregon, a little western horse town, not one stoplight, you guys, still to this day, y'all, even since I was small, not one stoplight. Um, and the irony is that I ended up um, passing on, like I say, this gentleman, and I ended up marrying a man and living in a log home years and years later in that teeny tiny little 
one horse town. Seriously, less than, I don't know, 1,800 people probably, right? But that was hence vow maker and vow breaker that I reference in these stories. Um, and then also the irony that I love about the story is even reading it now, how my friend who had, seriously, he would have, he would have conquered every last dream that I ever had. He still would. He's still single, living out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and yet, in that, remember he said, would you help me pick out the surfaces and the colors and the carpet, you know, all these different things? You guys, that's what I do for a living now. I mean, that literally is exactly what I do for builders and for homeowners and this sort. So I just kind of giggle at the irony of the way things play out. Um, it's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable, you guys. And I hope that you're seeing the miracle of story, that you're realizing that these stories that you're even living right now in this day, there's so many things. I've got things right now, they don't make sense to me at the moment. They will make ridiculous sense to me later. <laughs> and that's what's so neat about story is we we learn so much, but remember that 2020 truly is hindsight. We usually don't see it until we're on the other side. And so like, I think y'all know, you know, I was looking at closing. I mean, man, look at even just since I've done this podcast, I had made an offer on a home and that went away. And then I was just looking at a lot. And then just this last week that went away. And you guys, again, it was unbelievable because, um, it was so funny with the house, how I had prayed. I'm like, you know, Lord, if this is not my house, please just take it from me. That house was gone two hours later. You guys, I was in contract. There was no reason to think there was anything funny going on. That house was taken two hours later. The same thing with a slot. I'm like, Lord, you know what? Please just reveal to me what I cannot see. Just reveal to me if there's something that I should be seeing. And then sure enough, that same day, same morning, this lot that we were just trying to figure out, you know, how to get a surveyor scheduled to go flag the corners and flag the building envelope. Well, sure enough, the the gal that owned it was kind of going around her realtor and she was reaching out to my realtor, which isn't good. And that's what I meant is like, please, I I want my property to be pure. I want my property transaction to be good. I want it to be with good people, you know, and that's what I was saying. Please, Father, show me if there's something that I need to know. And then sure enough, this gal that was like, oh, no, tell Andrea she can take all the time to do due diligence. She emailed my realtor first thing in the morning and said, hey, actually, I decided to sell it to somebody else. Um, thanks for your interest. And I'm like, oh, my stars. <laughs> Just like that, you guys. But I laugh at it now because I know in my very knower that I am going to understand everything that is going on right now. Even in the loss, what looks like loss is from a God that is truly for us all of the time. So in that, I mean, I, I kind of can't wait to see, but you do sit in the thick of it. I'm sure you read my piece yesterday where it's like, gosh, so much loss. And you sit in kind of the overwhelm of what to do next what to do next? I mean, I just have to enter a place of thanksgiving. I have so many things to be thankful for. You guys, I get to see my kiddos this week. <laughs> I'm like beside myself. You could not even know. And so in that, always 
just enter that space and place with thankfulness and gratitude and absolute, you know, an absolute posture of love. So anyway, go live outrageously and love outrageously. And of course, <laughs> guessy whaty, I will be chatting at y'all tomorrow. So have a great night. Take care.